Dun, dun. Hey guys, welcome back to Burnout Brighter. Thank you so much for sticking with us. This is episode 133 and we have an amazing special guest that I have been trying to get on and she is <laughs> here. It is Verta from Game Hers. And before I even jump into that, because I know you guys are just waiting for me to forget and I didn't, I'd like to especially welcome my lovely co-host Matt. <laughs> You're keeping me on my toes this time, D. I 100% thought you forgot, and I was just gonna roll with it, sit here and cry to myself. But it's a so cool. We have a much more. <laughs> we have a much cooler, more important guest than I today, Destiny. We do. We do. <laughs> all so, Verda, I just want to say thank you, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. I know, like, there was some like scheduling stuff on both sides, but like, we made it happen, and here you, you are. And can I just say you are absolutely gorgeous? Like, you I oh, love sweet. your I, look. It's like, I appreciate that, especially on a day where I've just had so much happening. So I, I'm just gonna receive that and say thank you because it's been a it's been a I love day and all in my feels today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we can brighten it up a little I think bit you will. later in the I day. Think you will. Yes. Already feels good already. Great, awesome. So if well, actually, let's let's jump into like what we've been up to. Actually, so I'm I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna like yeah. change it up. A little it. I know. <laughs> so, uh, what have I been up to? Hey, Destiny, what have you been up to? Okay. Hey, Destiny, what have you been up to? <laughs> what have I been up to? You know what? Honestly, I haven't really done much. I'm still watching Pickle and Peanut. <laughs> Wait, what are you watching? So, Pickle and Peanut. It's this okay. cartoon that was on like Disney, but when you watch it, you're kind of like, Disney approved this because there, there's some <laughs> some stuff happening in Pickle right. and Peanut. Yeah, but it's it's really funny. So um, I've been watching that. I, um, me and my best friend have been trying to work out every morning. And let me tell you, um, yesterday we did some squats and well, not yesterday. The other day we did some squats and uh, I could not move. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. You know, like it. like after you've got like a really good workout on and then like you have to go to the bathroom and you sit down and you're just like I don't know if I'm ever going to be making this position up. again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I do know that feeling. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> so I've been trying to keep up with that. Today I didn't work out but I went walking. I took a really long walk and I've been trying to just be more positive. Um mm -hmm. I've gotten some books that are kind of like, you know, self-help books and questioning and like where are your goals at and things like that because I can get really down on myself mm -hmm. um just with life in general because it doesn't always play by your plan book, right? It's yeah. it's constantly changing and you got to be able to move with it, like flow with water. So that's kind of what I've been up to and I'm going to throw it to Matt for him to tell me and then we're going to roll it right into Verda and then we're going to get to the main topic. So Matt, <sighs> what have you been up to lately? Um, I've been playing some Dying Light 2. Shout out to Stride PR for hooking us up with that code. Uh, it's really cool. I'm enjoying it so far. The I wasn't a... I would, liked the first one fine but i never finished it like there was just something about the flow of the first game that didn't really click with me but from everything that i saw from the second one i knew i needed to play it uh and it's cool the choices seem to genuinely matter the parkour and the combat com combat combat aren't as sticky as i would like a little bit like i still think i'm learning the the, the flow of everything a little bit so it's cool um and i got my steam deck today so I've spent a bunch of time completely, you know, messing with it. And I, I played a little bit of God of War, 
<clears throat> excuse me. Well, we're not going to talk too much about that, Matt, because no. <laughs> we're going to have a whole video where we both talk about it, right? Yeah, but I'm just giving my impression oh. so far because we're going to okay. do our full thing like six months from now when you eventually get <laughs> yours. We're going to be six months from now. <laughs> that was just a little shade. A little yeah, shade. I know. Mm-hmm. Destiny is so quick with the shade that I'm like starting to like try to build up my confidence as <laughs> you get to it first. Like, You're like, no, I did it first this time, Destiny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's the form factor. It, the thing is big, like physically yeah. big. Bigger um, than the Switch, I saw. Yeah, quite a bit bigger. And like just like the form factor of it, it's definitely going to take some getting used to. But it's really cool so far. I'm excited to dig in a little bit more. Starting to getting some emulators going, trying to figure out Game Pass, a whole bunch of stuff. There's like, I'm looking up tutorials and they're like, yeah, you have to run this code line through this thing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to take some work. So D, when you do get yours, hopefully I'll have figured everything out. So I'll be able to walk you Lovely. through what to do. That's what I uh, like to hear. Oh, I know. So <laughs> Pulling it back around. Um, and and I love that you actually brought up reading, D, because I've been reading more in the last couple of weeks than I have in years. I used to do a lot of reading when I was a kid. I used to like, you know, me and my dad would go to the library and I'd like read like four books and just like burn through them in a week. But, <clears throat> you know, just with time and stuff, I've kind of fallen off of it. But, you know, I got COVID a few weeks ago and there were times where just like my brain would just not stop running, uh, right. especially at night. And I had a lot of, you know, uh, anxiety attacks and stuff going on trying to go to sleep. Um, And especially with just like the state of the world, I was, you know, doom scrolling on Twitter or just spending way too much time on Reddit. So what I started doing now is that like, you know, as I'm getting ready for bed and like, you know, my brain is my body's tired, but my brain's not yet. I'll just start reading. Um, So I've read through three different Star Wars books already just because like I grew up on them. And like I've just been I I really love them growing up. And I was kind of like, you know, been on a bit of a Star Wars kick lately watching Clone Wars and Rebels. And yeah, I've I've really like it. I'm I'm glad to be finding that kind of space for myself again. And just again, just like kind of ending the day with like I'm just gonna read. I'm not gonna go online. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna yeah. take this time for myself. And it's been great. So yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. That's what about yourself, Verda? What have you been up to? I was to? gonna jump in and say, Verda, he's on it. He's on it today. I'm proud he's of him. I'm, proud I'm so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here on a day where all of this is coming together. Um, <laughs> so I actually just got back um, from South by Southwest last week. Um, it was my first time going to South by. Have, have you, either of you gone? No. I haven't. Okay. So I've attended many conferences in my life, and this is the only one that I would go back to. Um, like Ooh. I left there, and I think it's because, and so right now there's been a lot of processing going on for me, and I found that at South by, I'm gonna say what they say, right? Because I have to be like the locals. Yeah, you're <laughs> South by. Yeah. I kept saying South by South by South by. It was too many words, right? So at <laughs> South by, I felt like it was a very um, expansive experience, meaning that you get to. We kind of just went with the flow. We're a startup. We're going to talk more about ourselves. So we didn't necessarily get the badges, but we did all of this side activations. And the beauty of it, it's like a very serendipitous, you have to like kind of meet people and talk to them type of experience. And then you find out what they're doing and you can go to these different events. Um, And why I loved it was because the thought, so when you go to a regular conference, it's usually about a particular topic. So you might find um, like a uh, a range of thinking within that specific topic, but you're not really talking about other genres of things. And I feel like South by was like that, right? So you're mm-hmm. talking, you go into a room and they're talking about web three and crypto and NFTs. You go into another room, they're talking about music. You go into a room and uh, somebody like one of the, whatever the singers from Lincoln park is actually talking about crypto or you go and you're talking about education or all of these things. And so it was actually so amazing. And then the best part was, um, 
that I stayed at this hotel quite randomly um, because it was super expensive. So I had to find the cheapest one that I could find because I was really last minute with my booking. And um, every room had a record player and they had, yes, it's called the Otis in Austin. And every room has a record player. And then they have a little area downstairs where they're like curate records for you. So you go and you say like what you're interested in. And so I was introduced to um, two new artists that way. And then I listened to the last one. I le- like uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, like, yeah. Just hearing that on vinyl, just oh hearing anything on vinyl. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, and you know, uh, oh, and coincidentally, I have my yeah. back too. That was like so not even <laughs> planned. And so that was been really, really cool just to listen. I, I got some Nora Jones. They introduced me to like these two other people that I hadn't heard of and there was another album. So it was really cool to like after all of that stuff going on to go back to my room and be able to kind of decompress with some records. Mm-hmm. So that was super cool. So I'm really just, um, that's a little bit of what I've been up to personally. I'm actually, um, I, my son, he'll turn 20 actually in a couple of days. Um, and one of the things that we do is we find shows to watch together. Um, and so we're watching Ozark right now. Okay. okay. And I don't know if anyone has watched it. Like this is, is crazy. I, no, this no, is with um, Matt um, uh, Bateman, Justin Bateman. Oh, Jason oh okay, okay. Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Thank Jason you, Justine. Bateman. So Jason Justine Momoa, is his sister. I know, right? We had all the Jason. So I, I would never have watched it had he not told me, but we're definitely in it to win it right now. So um, I've been into that. And um, I appreciate what you said, Matt, about both of you, about reading. I have not read as much as I have in my life. I've not read during this pandemic. It's been hard for me to hold space for that. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to find a way to bring that back into my life. So yeah, so I'm just like, all these ideas are swirling and I'm just like processing and trying to figure out, this is the other thing. It's not that all the ideas are great ideas at South By. It just opens me up to thinking about how I would like, what I could take um, and put into my like actual life. And so mm-hmm. that's what I loved about it. So that's what I've been up to. Nice. I mean, like anytime that you can experience something that kind of opens up your mind to other possibilities, I always consider that a plus. Um, And just being open to accepting other ideas, regardless Mm -hmm. if, you know, you can, you can always learn something from somebody else's like ideas and things like that. So I'm I'm glad you had a good time. Like that sounds really dope. Mm -hmm. It was really dope. I would totally go back. I would totally go back. I yeah. want to go to that hotel. Like, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. You need to go to the conference. Just, so I just want to go to the hotel cool. and experience that. I was that. in love. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was like a kid in a candy store. That's an incredible <laughs> concept. I never even. Right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it so sweet? It was really, yeah. I was like, this is so cool. There's so many concept hotels that I'm just kind of like, you know, I like similarly to you, Verda, especially like mm-hmm. last minute traveling. Sometimes it's just kind of like, I just need somewhere decent to stay. But yeah. like, that's the kind of place that I would like actively seek out. Yeah. Because exactly. it just, that's, it just sounds like an awesome place to stay mm-hmm. on top of the fact that you're going and doing so many amazing things so like i'm glad that mm-hmm. that was there for you in that way because yeah like yeah. you said just especially after a long day just yeah, tossing on a vinyl exactly. and just shutting down is just so cool mm-hmm. it's so cool it's a really thoughtful i think it's a thoughtful move on their part austin's also known for music and so it was just um i, I really appreciated it a lot well i'm glad you had a good time i know i said <laughs> that like 30 times but seriously i'm glad <laughs> that you had an incredible time um <laughs> <laughs> but now we're going to find out more about why I brought you home and why I was so excited. Um, as soon as I saw Game Hers, I was like, like, 
you know, going through my Instagram, what we do on a normal day, just, you know, <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, what? Like, there's like this safe space for women in gaming and somebody actually took the time to create it. And it looks impeccable, like your logo, your color scheme, like everything is so well put together. And, and you guys have an app. Okay. Yeah. And I uh, got in on the, um, I'm not very like chatty with a lot of people, but I wanted to see what the app was about. Um, I think I got in on the first round of like. Uh, what's oh, it were you in the beta? Yes, I was in the ah, beta. Ah, thank you for being a beta tester. We're yeah. always so grateful for the early adopters in our beta group. Yay! Yeah, I was super excited about it. It ran so well. There were so many people on there. Very, very positive space. Um, mm. I wish I would have used it more. But I'm just not a chatty type of person yeah. where I meet a lot of people. I'm way more introverted. But I would say that I love the fact that like people were posting things because I remember going back for looking at Halloween and I definitely posted a picture of like what I did for Halloween. Like we dressed up as um, Thelma and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and it. I was like just seeing everybody's like post and like it's not just about games, right? It's just yes, women exactly. coming together and, yeah. and talking about things and asking mm -hmm. advice and like giving advice. And it was mm -hmm. just really great. So kudos to you for making that um, come together because that it just ran so smoothly. I didn't have any issues with bugs or anything like that. And um, I've tried a lot of dating sites. This is not a dating app. It's not that type thing of dating, ran. but I think that. Um, right. So I'll say, well, you ask, well, I'll say a few things. One, I'm so glad that you actually came into the beta and it is, we, we do intend for it to be kind of um, a good vibes place. And that doesn't mean that all you talk about are the good things in life. It's just that right. we want to create a space where all of the things that go on in our lives that impact us, we can talk about them without shame, without judgment, and still love games. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, we say that we center women in the app, and that's that that's who we are looking, centering women and femme-identifying folks. And we say center specifically because it doesn't mean other people are not welcome there, but you have to understand that that's who we're centering. And if right. we're centering them, ourselves, it means that all of who we are comes to us when we play video games. And I don't think that that's exactly. not the case for those that are not, um, that don't identify as women. I just think often spaces try to make you feel a kind of way if you're not like going hard about the game or that's not the place to talk about this or we don't care about your pet or whatever, but, right. but like why? We actually think those things are really um, all a part of the community. And so um, I will, I have to give like, so. Um, I'm one of the four co-founders of the Game Hers, and um, we found we launched in March of 2020 officially. Um, we had been together for maybe nine, six months. I can't even remember. Several months before we decided um, that we were like officially going to launch, and we came together around this idea that women who game. Well, first of all, just the stats. And and we are a for-purpose and for-profit company. So we make it very clear. A lot of people assume that we're a nonprofit. We are not. And the reason is because when you look statistically at um, the billions of dollars to be made in the gaming industry, and this is not just right um, competitive gaming, this is just within the industry, um, and that viewership of gaming has surpassed. Did she come out for you? She did. Oh, can you hear me now? Let's just give it a second for okay. Yeah. Oh, Welcome there we back. go. Am I back? Yeah. yeah Where'd you lose second. me? I was being chatty, a chatty, uh, chatty. 
Yeah. Okay, for profit and for purpose. Yeah. And we say that intentionally because a lot of people tend to think that if you're women-led or if your goal is to amplify, elevate, make space for, and get women paid, that you must be a nonprofit. Mm. And um, it's fascinating, actually, how many people just make that assumption off the bat. And we're not. We believe that for profit is one of the ways that we can make sure that money, resources, opportunity can be put into the hands of right. women and femme identifying folks because we make up literally half the earth and just about half of all gamers that are out there. You just don't see our faces. And so we came right. together and we actually interviewed and talked to, I'd probably say like thousands of gamers across the world and kind of asked them what are the things that they would want in a community um, or in a space or in media or whatever. And this whole um, the whole notion of elevating and amplifying and really just being able to bring your full self was really what came up the most. And not to... Um, not saying that the things that are really hard about being a woman or femme identifying are tons of other groups that the system historically marginalizes. Um, not to say that those toxic and harassing things are not what we talk about. We actually do. Um, and we know that the way to actually address those is to have a solution. And one of them is that we are women-led. We are largely women like on our team. Um, we are looking to also then look within the, the intersections that make women, right? So LGBTQ plus folks, um, different races and ethnicities and backgrounds. Um, like women are not monolithic. There's not one type of woman, one type of feminine identifying person in the exactly. world. So those are those are like kind of some of our pillars and tenants. And um, for me, um, coming into the coming in to found the company was really about community. And my title actually shifted because we realized that community is really everything that we do. So I used to be like the chief community officer. Um, but then we were like, wait, we all have to be really, really at the forefront of community. And so mm -hmm. I'm chief innovation officer now. Heather and Laura, two of my co-founders, have um, they really spearheaded the app and the development of the app on that team and had to, you know, have to focus and dig in on community, right? We have app ambassadors. We do all of these things about building the community there. And then there's the media arm of what we do that Rebecca does a lot of work around the media, the marketing sponsorships. And what does it mean for our community to be influencers, not in the terminology of what we know influencers to be today, but actually have a say and an influence in the direction of the industry. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of like the nutshell of it. I, um, people will always ask the question, Alberta, are you a gamer? And I am. Um, that said, I always used to consider myself more gamer adjacent. And it was actually um, a friend of the gamers, um, uh, Christina Amaya. She's one of the founders of Latinx and Gaming. She worked with us on a lot of things um, as we started. Um, she would always talk to me about this notion of gatekeeping that term gamer and that we actually yeah. need to like not mm -hmm. do that so much, right? Like, right. It, just because you play solely cozy games or you might only play indie games, or you might only or you might like 90 percent of the time play on your mobile device doesn't make you not a gamer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be someone who's competitive and ranked on Apex or, you know, grinding all the time on different. It doesn't have to be that like that's mm -hmm. actually one type of gamer as well. So I would always say, no, I'm not. I'm just gamer adjacent. My kids game. I used to game sometimes. But then I was like, well, no, I do. But I think that I like many young girls were not encouraged or felt like there was a period in time where it shifted from you can do this or you're more of a spectator of the guys doing it or your cousins doing it or whoever, right. you know, whoever mm -hmm. has the, you know, and stuff like that. So um, I do game and, um, and, and enjoy it. I'm like not 
uh, I'm like pseudo competitive. And, um, but for me, the big thing was around making sure that we have a community that honors, um, respects and centers. Um, the safety aspect is important to us, but we also know that it's hard to make everything safe. We make it, uh, we make Mm -hmm. sure though, that we have guidelines and regulations in place to make it I think safety is determined by the people that are there. And I think people in our app feel safe. I can't say it's like safe until they say it's safe, right? Like, or in our community right. feel like it. So, Absolutely. all right. I said a lot of words, so I'm going to stop. That was a lot of words. <laughs> no, that was great. So, Verda, I really, really liked what you said about making a safe space. And I'm glad that that was like one of the main focuses of what you used, because we try to do that when we bring people onto our podcast. Like, we're all about diversity, inclusion, and, and just making people feel like they're welcome. Um, so, one of my questions yeah. is, one of my questions are, one of my questions is, all right, we're not going to worry about grammar. One of my questions, thank you, is... <laughs> <it's> is. <laughs> we weren't English teachers. We were. That's what's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We both taught in Korea together. That's actually yeah, where we met. So this actually, is we did. Yeah. One of my questions is... Um, I liked that you you talked to, to your community and you went across and you, and you spoke to a lot of people. How did you get in touch with all of these different people in order to like get yeah. their input to create uh, mm-hmm. GameHurst? I think that you'll be surprised how many people will say yes to you if you ask them. So some of it was looking on Twitter, yeah. right? Because, you know, <laughs> Twitterverse exists and like mm-hmm. all people on Twitter. Um, some of it was um, LinkedIn and just like reaching out that way and then just doing our own Google searches and finding people's email addresses wow. and then they would connect us to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also then, when we first um, pre-launch, we went to um, – we went to PAX East and we just collected an email list. And so other than getting people's emails and then we could start blasting them out to get their information. And that's really how we started that. And I think that, um, I do think that if you ask people and tell them what you're doing, that the majority of them will be willing to engage in conversation with you. Um, And so we just like started asking people, quite honestly, just like tapping our own networks. And then those started to broaden. And then it's just like kind of combing spaces and being like, okay, here are these people, let's talk to them. And some people will say no, and that's fine, right? That's their prerogative. But that was really, really, it was just kind of like, that's how we did it, word of mouth. And then we were eventually able to like have a large enough email list where we could send that out and send a form and say this, you know, hey, Right. And then eventually, as our community grew, we, you know, we got a discord, all of those things. And now we can just send out surveys to our community and do it that way, because we still engage our community even two years right. later around questions of. Um, and I think yes. if you were a beta tester, like we talked to those that crew like constantly and we still talk to the people in our app constantly to ask them questions. Um, what is it that you're seeking? Um, how can we and make this really, a better experience? really important. Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just going to say that's really important. And I think like we've been trying to do that as well to be like what and I find trying to engage people has been really hard for me I don't know about you Matt but like trying Mm -hmm. to pull in people who are not like other content creators but just reaching out and being like what would you guys like to see us talk about what are you what are you interested in like we'll get like comments back from like 
friends <laughs> and and things like that but like just yeah. strangers and like people who come like pass through it's really hard to like keep those people there so one of my questions was once you created this space and you had talked to all these people was there a lot of like did a lot of them come back mm -hmm. and like support you afterwards once you launched game hers mm -hmm. Um, that's a really good question. I, I do think that moderation is key. And so we were very um, just like intentional around who was mm, moderating okay. each of our spaces and having them um, engaging with the community. So I think that that's, that was one really key thing, right? So we had a really like, yes, a, we curse can all I the curse time. on your podcast? Or what's that? What's the rule there? Awesome. <laughs> so you need to ask anyway. I'm just going to do it and then you'll have to bleep it out. But like just kick ass people that Sorry, kind of I knew. You. I was going to do it anyway and you were just going to have to bleep it out. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> this is when I said prepare you. Okay. It's like, it's my, yes, it's my love girl, language. One of my love languages is cursing mm -hmm. appropriately. And you all you know, like appropriate, like just, yeah, it just adds great emphasis, but we just really some like really kick-ass people to one build right. and then moderate our discord. Right. And like really having those conversations, having a mod team, that's one going to help like regulate and enforce and do all those things, but also talk to people. I think that was like one thing that was really key when we were able to, when, you know, before COVID going to events was also another way, because I just think that there was something right. in that it's been really hard the last two years, obviously, mm -hmm. because when you go and you can actually meet people and people can like put your face to a company, that was really important as well. And I think that also engaging with the community anywhere. So if you have Instagram, if you have Twitter, if you have um, any of those places, I think people fail to understand. And we're actually growing in this. So I'm not even saying that we've like perfected it. Um, but as we've grown, we have to figure out how to do it best is actually moderating and engaging right. with your community no matter where they are. Because um, you can put content out, but the content itself is not going right. to engage with the people. It will bring them to you. Mm -hmm. So I just think that it's key to just like chat people up and like really do that. I have a, you know, we have a Twitch. I have a show on our Twitch channel. And I think that that was important, right? Like that as if, you know, as part of the company, our, you know, like our community comes on, I play with our ambassadors, right? Like things like that. I think that's really important, the human element. Um, and, and to do it at whatever, like however it feels comfortable for you, right? So I'm comfortable, more comfortable doing that. Um, Heather and Laura have a different way that they kind of get down and they do a lot of like in-app events or they'll go and have like a meetup or different things like that. And um, like Rebecca and I are the ones that went to South by because we kind of love that aspect of like networking with different people and meeting people in person um, and then putting yourself out there to be mm. on panels and to do all of these different things. I think that that's one of the ways. And then I think partnering. So how do you, can you cross, yeah, how can you partner that. with other like, like-minded, yeah. um, right? And so mm -hmm. I, it seems like, thank I feel you. like you are putting yourself out there. I think oh, you're not yeah, giving yourself you enough so credit. Much. I've been working on it. We've mm -hmm. been doing a lot of partnerships like for Black History yeah. Month, we did a special and then we did mm -hmm. um, the mental health and then we're doing something else for Mental Health Awareness Month. So yeah, I, I guess we are, we are engaging and we're going to start doing streaming and things like that. We did do a stream <laughs> with Amazon Prime. And that was that was really fun. That was that was fun oh, cool. watching that. So, but mm -hmm. no, thank you for the yeah. tips though, because I still feel like like we're still learning. Just like you said, you're you haven't perfected it yet. But like yeah. talking to somebody else, yeah. Do you all have no, moderators? Do you have moderators? We haven't even started that yet. <laughs> we're not. 
not there yet. Yeah. No, but I think that, so yeah, but I think that that's, so if you have, what I would say, the other thing that was really important is that you have people in your community, like you just said that we reach out and we have like our friends mm. that are like responding. Well, some of those people are maybe like, friends like we go out for drinks type of friends but some of them might just be connected through and through another friend and they want they're like oh i was there those are actually also some people that, that you could sense. bring on to do things like moderate and to just mm -hmm. like go into the chat and comment to other people um and you can just start if it's um wherever it is that you do the most, just start there and say, hey, would you mind being like the face of us and like commenting and, you know, with people um, that that could be a start because a lot of the people that first, like our founding team members were people that we we met along the way, like they weren't necessarily like people right. I knew from my previous work. It was like a lot of people that it was like, hey, we met at PAX and you're like, oh my gosh, you know how to build, you know, discord servers. Do you want to do one for us? Or mm -hmm. literally it was someone saying to us, do you all have a discord? And we're like, a what? <laughs> right? And they're like come on you don't have a discord server and so we're like no we need to figure out what that you know what that is do you want to help us do that and that's wow. literally how we did a lot of what we um how we started to build i love all the networking yeah. and like finding that's opportunities cool. in places like mm -hmm. you didn't even expect to find those kinds of opportunities like you said discord what i yeah. know matt wants to start yeah. a discord and i'm like well, <laughs> that seems like so much work but now that you said things I about know. friends matt has a lot of friends i do too but I think <laughs> I think Matt's friends would be great for that. Exactly. But, um, Matt, you were going to say something, and I totally mm -hmm. cut you off, and I'm sorry. No, it's all good. No, I just I really love and appreciate what you said, Verda, about um, you know building a safe community or like a safe space mm -hmm. is not really up to you, right? It's up yeah. it's up to the members of the community to feel safe in that space, mm -hmm. regardless of how much work you can put into it, right? Like if if yeah. If they don't feel safe, it is ultimately up to them. So what I was curious about is like when there are moments of toxicity or if something does kind of mm -hmm. float in in a way that, you know, shouldn't really be there or shouldn't be handled in that proper way. How do you go about just dealing with that both in your space if something does kind of, yeah. you know, flow in and outside of it? Because as we know, a lot of gamers aren't exactly the most understanding, mm -hmm. uh, you know, individuals. And there's a lot of toxicity that comes in any form of video game. So how do you deal with it? Like how, yeah. how do you take both take care of yourself and the organization? So we have, a um, you know, just a lot of rules, not a lot, but we just have guidelines and you one for our discord server. And of course, if you do one, just like making sure that people abide by them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm sorry. They, 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 acknowledge and say that they're going to do them. Right. And then you can always go back to them later. Like, to say, oh, this is why we're having this conversation, or right. this is why you're getting a warning, or this is why, you know, you, you can't be on the server anymore, right? So you have to, before you even set it up, make sure you have those guidelines in place. We even have it for our app, right? I think, I don't know what we call them, like, I don't know. I don't guidelines. remember. I, don't know. I wanted to throw you a bone. I don't even remember the name. But yes, you but remember, like, to, you I was to, like, like, it's called yeah. this, but I don't <laughs> You have to like go through but that. yes, there definitely were guidelines. Yeah. Um, and so I think that first you have to have that, right? You have to establish the boundaries within which we're going to kind of like operate, right? Mm -hmm. And then once you have those established and they can be flexible because we've actually in our Discord changed some of our rules over time because we were, we had to be, um, we had to like, what did the community want more of? So for example, one example was a lot of Discord servers will say English only is the language that you can communicate because right. it's like 
I don't know, the most common. And mm-hmm. we have spaces where we had um, Latinx folks. We had spaces where we had indigenous folks. And so we had to actually, and some of them wanted to use their own language in the space that we gave them. So like, who are mm-hmm. we to say no? So then we had to then decide, okay, we're going to actually change this rule that in the main server, you you know, we want English to be what most people use. However, in these other spaces, we are going to do a better job of moderating. We're going to get moderators that speak different languages, or we're going to really like, you know, use the hell out of Google Translate um, so that, you know, and actually ask them to help us. So if you see something and you feel that it's like inappropriate, we're asking you to to let us know. And Mm -hmm. so that was like, you know, and we that was a big there was a big moment for us because it was like, well, this is the rule. This isn't. And so we had to really work through that. So what I want to I'm saying that because you don't have to just because you wrote it as the ruler right. guideline doesn't mean you can't change it but you have mm-hmm. to have a basis to start from so that gives us as far as like within our own communities a place to start and say like this is acceptable this is not acceptable and just kind of being like and and zero tolerance for the really mm-hmm. really nasty raunchy stuff like honestly no goodbye bye bye mm-hmm. we don't want to see this like picture we don't want to see this like sorry it already said you're not going to do this we're not going to do it so also right. you have to be firm in that and a mm-hmm. lot of times that's difficult for people because they feel like one that's being mean, we're going to lose other people because this person's going to get mad and then they're going to take their people take with your them. People. I'm like, y'all can pick your balls up and <laughs> take leave them. them. Like, y'all take your little toys out of the sandbox and take your people with you. Bye bye. Bye, girl. So it's okay. You have to, though, be okay with that. The mm-hmm. other thing that I'm going to say is that we are not perfect. We have had moments where we were just like, oh, we, you know, we got called out. And we had to fix it. Like we had to say, okay, we are not doing okay in that area. Um, and you have to be open to open to that um, and, and open to hearing what people are saying um, and then adjusting accordingly. And then also deciding, okay, well, maybe we're not going to adjust that and we need to, we need to be, you know, mindful of that. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, so that, that's what I would say. Um, And then we are, we're a larger, you know, we're a large company, larger company now. I'd say like, we're like, we're get we're like teenagers. Maybe we're, like, <laughs> we're tweens. We're like a tween company in that like, we have like the size has grown, you know, we have like across all of our platforms, probably like about half a million people. So that then also means you have to start bringing people in to kind of do that for you, right? We have an amazing, mm-hmm. our, our Discord servers, um, Karina is like a brilliant community manager. We have a very robust moderation team that goes through I mean I literally like literally she could like package the training that she does the onboarding that she does we put them through modules and so even though it's a volunteer position we're really preparing them in ways to like take this on in other places the role of community manager is also one that has become extremely broad what company was it I was just reading was it Microsoft a woman was just recently hired at a big company as their community manager and they had never had that role before like a big company because people are realizing that community management and engaging your community and making sure that these things are happening is like it's like it's key and Mm -hmm. it's a time it's like a shift that's happening a beautiful shift in my opinion to um these like small communities that are networked together and that they can do amazing things. It doesn't always have to be 10 million people, right? It could be 
500,000 or 5,000 and you could still do like amazing things, but you need people that are always there to take care of and nurture that community. And that's often what gets neglected. Right. And so Mm -hmm. as we've grown, so like we have, we have discord community management, we have our head of people does a lot of our kind of like app community manager right now, but as that's growing, we're probably going to have to bring in another community manager role to take on some of the other spaces. And we have like our head of um, our social media team. We have a team that kind of like goes in and like chats people up and does that stuff and helps helps to kind of like keep an eye on what's happening and, and things like that. So um, oh my God, so yeah, incredible. I think that just, just, just like kind of like tend to that garden. All the mm-hmm. things that you guys are doing, like, and all the things that you have to do to make sure it's running straight. This is going to sound so stupid when I say this, but it's like, oh my god, you it's guys not. are like a real company. Like, no, you are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not stupid to say it. Like, trust me, I feel like that half the time. I'm like, who said? You know, I tell people like, I if you had asked me three years ago, if you had said Verda, you're going to be the co-founder of the Gamers or a company in gaming mm-hmm. that is like, we're a media company and platform and networking space for women, and we amplify and elevate them. I would be like, <laughs> whatever. Like that sounds fucking crazy and here we are we're like a whole ass company like what is happening and so the other thing is because we're a company like we you know we do we're 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 going to be doing a series a round of funding we did like a seed round so that's also like to know like we have funding and funders and investors that are helping us along the way to kind of be able to do some of these things so one of my questions is what mm -hmm, is your actual background right so i'm assuming that it was yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm oh, assuming it wasn't in the, you know, because from what you just said, you know what I mean? It so, wasn't. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have lived so many um, lives and careers. And I, I think it's important for people to know that it's possible to do all of that and that I, I am the common thread. I am the common denominator in all the things that I've done and the things that I value and believe. And so I, my, for, I was a classroom teacher. Um, I, and from very, like, I'd say from 16 on what people like a community organizer activist, if you will, president of the black student Alliance and women of color on campus, you know, picket signs in my trunk, (laughs) like things like that, like way, you know, way back. And, um, and have always been really engaged around anti-oppression and anti-racism work. That's really been like the core of what I've done, um, and bringing community around that. And so, um, you know, that brings itself to this role in that like building community, if you can create things that are anti-oppressive, then you can create, like we can create a world that would be like so dynamic. So that's been like a thread all the way. So as a teacher, I was a school principal. I used to have an arts elementary school in the Bronx, I don't know if anybody from here is watching from the Bronx, but yes, big, um, big up to the Bronx. And, um, and then I went on to work in education nonprofits. Like I've coached leaders. I, um, I then spent a lot of time around the United States doing training around anti-racism and anti-oppression. I've worked in Denver and Oakland, Des Moines, Iowa, Cleveland, Ohio, many, many places that I'm forgetting, um, where I would like honestly go into spaces where I'd be one of few sometimes one of the only black people in the room talking about this this work of um what does it mean and what would it mean if we really unpacked our own 
racialized stories um, to create a future where um, uh, our children and seven generations from now don't have to live in this mm -hmm. place and space where we can predict some outcomes for them just based on who who they present as, right? Um, so mm -hmm. that's been like so much of my work. And then um, in the last couple of years, I worked a lot with an organization called Civics Unplugged, where we work with Gen Z around civic engagement. And then um, around that same time, this opportunity to be one of the founders of the gamers nice. presented itself. So Heather and I have known each other. Um, our sons are both going to be 20 so this year and we've known each other since they were in fourth grade. That's how we met. I was the class mom. Mm -hmm. I made this ridiculous commitment that I would be class mom at least Welcome one year back. for each of my kids. Ooh, what just happened? Probably, I don't know what it's happened. Probably the internet. Was, how that long was, so was I gone? I, I blame the internet for anything. Yeah. Not that how long was I gone? Yeah. Like 15 yeah. seconds. It wasn't that right. long. Right. That was kind yeah. of like, do you remember that movie that Jodie Foster was in where yes. she like goes out into space contact, I think it's called? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, like, like you were gone for 15 minutes. Yeah. She was like, I was gone for 29 years. Like something oh like that, God. right? Like, <laughs> I always. That's what that made me think of. You brought up Jodie Foster. <laughs> Can you imagine you came back? You're like, it's been six months. I haven't I know. You're like, oh my God. Like it's 2020. I would be what? mad if you were still sitting here waiting on you. <laughs> like she's gonna come. You would Big be upset. Mad. Like, like what like just years. happened? Like, no, <laughs> exactly. But, um, exactly. Um, so I have no idea what, what, no, what was, I was talking about before the blip. Uh, the blip. <laughs> I love that. In the nature. Um, I think you were you were just finishing talking about the opportunity yeah, the game has presented yeah, itself. Yes, yes. So have right. So we've known each other, and um, our sons. We met when um they were in fourth grade. So fourth grade all the way up to right like college now, and um. It was because I was the class mom that would be sending out emails at like 2 a.m. talking about the day before, the day before Halloween, talking about don't bring any sports to school, don't do this, like yeah, so late on everything, like send them the kind of brownies they, they can buy tomorrow. It was like a hot mess. And she was the only other mom that would be up. And I made this really, um, I made a really, a joke that probably only a niche group of people who have read the book called The Elegance of the Hedgehog um, would know. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to dress my son up as the concierge from The Elegance of the Hedgehog. It's a long story, right? And she she was like, oh my God, I love that book. So when we when I read that book in my book club, it was like a love-hate. There's like the camp that despised it and there's a camp that loved it. And I was like of the lover camp. So I was like, this is one of my people right now. First of all, you're up at 2 a.m., you're responding to my message and you love the elegance of the hedgehog. So, um, so that's kind of how we met. And then we just kind of had this journey of being parents to my, you know, I'm black, my son is black and her son is white. And this kind of journey of like, kind of a lot of yeah. things happened, like Trayvon Martin happened during the time there were things that had happened just in their lives and at school. Um, and just having these conversations as moms about it. And, you know, my son's spending a lot of time with her, um, and her family and vice versa. And like what, what it meant. And we would, we co-facilitated a group at our school around just like, talking about race, right? Like, because to me, one of the issues and why we can't get past our, our history is that we're not willing to actually engage in dialogue. We have a, we're a very unpracticed nation when it comes to conversations about race. And so if we could practice that more, what would it mean right. for, right? If we could build that muscle, 
I'll get as defensive. And so that's a lot of the work that I that I would do when I would travel the country and and um, and do do sessions and work with different school districts. And so the game hers, it felt like kind of this perfect opportunity to bring all of these worlds together that I had been in, because mm-hmm. I that the gaming industry itself is like wicked, wicked behind a lot of other industries Mm -hmm. when it comes to equity, when it comes to what diversity means, inclusion and belonging. Um, Those terms are thrown around a lot these last two years. But then when you like peel back that Mm -hmm. only one layer of the onion, you're just like, oh, but everyone that works there still fits a certain type or you do, Mm -hmm. you know, you bring women on, but then do they stay in the roles? Or I didn't even talk about the racism that exists, right? Like we, you know, we are the game hers. We're talking about, um, about, centering women and femme identifying folks, but the, all of the intersections and all of the other things impact that as well. So that was, um, so Heather and I, um, talked about it. She's like, I have this idea. She had been at a conference. She was actually in, in a room. She and Rebecca were at this, um, session. I think it was like, it was like all almost like all these like rich white guys talking about gaming is the next thing and mm-hmm. da, 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 mm-hmm. how are we going to like business people. Right. And there was like, on one hand, you probably count the number of women in the room. It was like, you know, and it was a full, full room. And so like, it was like, what the hell, like what's going on here? Um, and so Heather, Laura and Rebecca had um, worked together. Um, Laura had founded a company called mommy bites and that then became really big. It was way before it was like way, 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 way back before we had things where you could like meet up with, people that were like meetup didn't even exist so they just like created this community for parents in new york and then it grew and grew and grew um heather came on and then rebecca and they founded that um they you know they sold that company and then you know we're looking for another um another area where they could have an impact on people's lives and so that's how we kind of all came together sat down and said all right let's do it drinks were obviously i mean like anything any great ideas a little bit Right. You know, <laughs> some good cocktails, right? So that's, yeah. So I don't even know, honestly, if no, I answered did. any of the questions no, that was asked, but here did. we are. Um, <laughs> and I just want to say, like, I am so incredibly inspired by the work that you do. And one of the things I wanted to say is, like, before when Matt asked me to come on to the podcast, it was like mostly focused on mental health and gaming, but like, I can't be in a space without talking about being Black and my experience. And so, being on this podcast. And one of the reasons why I really wanted you on this podcast is because you're another black woman who has been successful at what she's doing. And it's so inspiring for me and for other people to see that for little girls to see that because I know like, you growing up and and me growing up, we just weren't really in media like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we were or we were the yeah, best friend. No, I, do. I feel like the Cosby's was the closest thing <laughs> that we had on TV at the time. Yeah. That was just a black family flourishing exactly. in a very, very positive way. Um, and so growing mm-hmm. up, I really wanted to create more. I wanted to see myself more. I wanted mm-hmm. to see a lot more Lapitas yeah. and a lot less Holly Berries. And I know that sounds weird to mm-hmm. some people who don't get it, but mm-hmm. I'm... I could go on and on about it, but like we are such diverse people, even in our skin tones, and it's still being missed. It's still not being represented fully, right? Yeah. So seeing that you, like this strong, beautiful Black woman, has stepped into this role and has taken this idea 
that you had over drinks with a very good friend and turned it into this <laughs> company, this, this huge company is it's incredible. Yeah. It's so incredible. I don't want to get emotional because I just don't yeah. know a lot of women um, mm-hmm. who have done that. And especially um, in an industry that like I grew up in and I love, like I love gaming and um, it hurt me extremely yeah. to find out like years later um, that there was gatekeeping because I just felt like games are for everyone. Like yeah. my dad would take me and we would rent video games from Blockbuster yes. when Blockbuster was a thing. And um, yeah. Oh yeah, and it, Blockbuster. We would just, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Get it out for the weekend. Yes. I got to put it back in the little slot. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just everybody. Card. You know, growing up with kids, everybody was playing games. It wasn't like this, like, oh, you know, yeah. this, this really angry group of people yeah, yeah. who have decided to like just be assholes all the time. And so finding mm-hmm. Game Hers was mm-hmm. just yeah. really, really awesome. Yeah. And finding out that a black woman was one of the co-founders was really fucking awesome. And so, like, yes. That means a lot to me. I um I so appreciate that. And I and I um and thank you for sharing it, right? I think that, you know, I'm a big believer of let's like share these things and connect with people and you know, give them their flowers while they're here on this like living planet. So thank you for that. And that was also very important to me, right? So I have a daughter. I, I was a little black girl and um and I do think that being seen um and gives you the opportunity to see yourself in something. And it's not even that it has to be like starting a company. It's just like within this industry. And what I was saying before about how far behind the gaming industry is, it's so shocking considering that games are supposed to be just pretty equal, right? Like literally identity is not supposed to even matter, right? Because you don't even have to see me when we're playing a game, right? It's a Mm -hmm. headset, it's a controller, it's a phone, it's whatever. And so the way that it was intended, um, it's, it's, it's beautifully non, no labels, right? However, what happens is that we then replicate what the society, what society does. Right. And I think that what we have an opportunity to do now is to, you know, turn to, to like put a, you know, stop that wheel from turning in that way. Um, And it's my hope that we can do that. And I think one of the ways to do that is, is to start your own things. And I mean, like being a creator, like this is something that you're doing that is your own. And I think, and I'm not saying that you can't do it with big gaming companies, things of that nature. I'm not saying that. I I think it's both and. Um, And I think that that's really important, right? Like that continue this, like continue on your path um, and, and, and just like continue connecting with people because it's just so important. And, and look, I, look, I still struggle. Um, I still, you know, I'm still, we are a baby company. We're a startup. We ain't making that much money yet. You know, so brands out there want to support us, want to do all those things. Like that's important to know. Um, we are definitely here to stay. We're definitely making like great partnerships and we are making revenue, but we want to make more. So, and, and, and that's the thing, right? Like I, I, I also want to keep it a hundred with people. Like, yes, I, I'm a co-founder of a company, um, of two companies right now, but it took me a long time in my life to even do that. And I, what I want is for younger generations to start doing that now, um, to start saying like and understanding that you are indeed the special sauce. You don't need to find it. Anything mm-hmm. that people are saying about you now, the things that they picked on you about, like even myself, like I was kind of a quirky black girl. And I was also like, you know, um, I kind of got along with everyone. Um, but I 
wasn't always, um, I think those things weren't amplified as like what makes you special, right? Like it's just that I'm just special, mm-hmm. like because I exist <laughs> and I want to, you know, people need to know that and don't feel like just because there's other people doing it, you can't, you can. The example I use is like if sneaker companies, they cared that other people had sneakers, then we wouldn't have all, everybody's trying to, there's Nike, there's Convert, like you can get whatever you want. So why couldn't that be for so many other things? Um, so Yeah. But it's not easy. Um, and I think that the, you know, the imposter syndrome, the the struggles of like what it is to do a startup, like all those things still very much exist. And like, there, trust me, there have been times where I've just wanted to like choke people out, but I couldn't because it was like, you know, that we, we want, we might, you know, might need to be an investor. It's an investor call. We didn't necessarily invest. We didn't necessarily, <laughs> we, we didn't hear back from. And if we did hear back from, we didn't like go with the people that I wanted to choke out. But there's definitely been moments where yeah. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. Like literally, like, I don't believe that's that. I've, I've played this game my whole life and I've never played with a woman. I could see why you to, wanted to choke some people out. First of especially, all. Especially getting it, comments And I would be, I was like, yeah. clearly that's a personal problem. Mm-hmm. Like, and two, you don't know. You cannot tell me that you played Absolutely. Valorant or you played at these ranked things and you've never played with a woman. most women those games and they don't mm-hmm. say Come that they're on. women just because you get harassed. Exactly. So why would you go out exactly. there and like wear a sign about so it and how be would like, you yeah, I'm a woman. Call? Well, yeah, like bring on the harassment. Exactly. It was just so, so yeah, I really wanted to choke this. I wanted to choke him out. But yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Mainly because, probably because we were Your on face Zoom. probably said it. Your face <laughs> probably <laughs> said <laughs> it. I mean, I've worked like, so hard to fix I'm this really, face. Like I'm that's really been a thing that. whole life. Like, my face will give away. Whole life. <laughs> and I'm still only like 60% good at it, but I've right? my whole life trying to fix People this. People be saying People stuff be like, and just like. So, yeah. <laughs> so, something I was curious about, because um, how and has, perhaps is a better way to, has your relationship changed with your kids at all as you've worked yeah. within Game Herds and kind of, you know, helped grow it? Because, you know, to have a parent be such a important prominent figure in the video game industry who is doing meaningful work right like have you learned from them have they learned from you like how has your relationship grown or changed with your kids if it has Mm -hmm. i i I don't i mean i think that it is it hasn't because of this what i will say Mm -hmm. is that because i've always like both you know we've always my son started playing like video games was like two years old and it was like ridiculous he knew how to use a controller and people would be like how's he able to do that i was like i don't know um but we didn't necessarily stop it right we had Mm. we had guidelines around it as he got older we were like okay like during the week and he had sports and stuff you can't like be on your games but on the weekend he could play as much as he wanted like as he got older but still and and my daughter she wouldn't consider herself a gamer now but she definitely was very she's still into the sims but she don't call herself a gamer um she's you know she was very into she's a builder and she used to like build things like just so she was very into American Girl dolls. I'm going on a tangent. No, Maybe please. I'll get back to what I'm supposed to be answering. But she used to be really into American Girl dolls, right? She had this whole period of time. But American Girl dolls, first um, of all, no, have you ever been to this did, store? Did they have the little book called Addie? And it was like the only, that's the yes, only they had black Addie, little girl. Exactly. The, she used Addie the used to be the only black oh, one. But okay, now they've, okay. they've definitely, okay. oh yeah, it was a whole problem. I got it that. Was, oh, I mean. <laughs> 
my daughter, I, I mean, she literally wrote a letter yes. to American Girl doll one year. I have to find it about how, why she wanted them yes. to have like more dark skin or black dolls. Now she got that, she, her era of, of loving them though, you okay. could actually make your own doll. So you didn't have to buy the like girl of the year. You could, this is a whole, <laughs> listen, this is a whole education. Anyone out there, people in the I'm comments going to be yeah. like, if you're about this yes. life, you're about this American Girl doll life. So we was really in the trenches for a minute. And so- <laughs> She and so it's like it's not cheap. So I would never. We would like rarely buy her the the like accoutrements, the things. Like we'd get the doll, and that's like what we could invest in. But we would go to the store, and she would get the magazines, and then she would look at it, and she would literally build the kitchens and the um and the houses. Like I mean, and she would spend, and these would be like elaborate. And she's brilliant. Like the way that her brain worked. Like we were just talking about. So we just walked by the American Girl doll store. Like. I think it was yesterday. And now they have like, they can get a little TV for your American Girl doll and it'll actually like play something on it. I don't know how much that mess cost. We would never have purchased it, but we didn't even, but we didn't purchase, and we didn't purchase the TV that you couldn't do that with. So she was telling me about, she's like, mom, have you seen what they can do now with these? I was like, no, she's, she used to cut like little pictures out of like magazines to like paste onto the little TV to make it. So we were just talking about that. She's always been a builder. So she liked Minecraft and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so we just were a family that encouraged it. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't that they um, couldn't do that. I think the thing is around like, oh, wow. You know, I think the thing that's cool now is if I'm like, oh, you know, if I get like fun things in the mail or if I get like a Discord plushie or if like a company sends me like makeup or something, those are the things that are now like, oh, or if I'm like, you know, a certain person that I'm talking to on a podcast or whatever, right? Oh, that's so cool, mom. So I think it's more like that aspect of it. But I don't mm-hmm. think another another thing that I'll say is like, I've always tried to instill in them that like kind of whatever it is that you're good at or that you're passionate about can be what you do as your career. And mm-hmm. so they were always around my work. So they would go to school with me when I was a principal. Um, they would go to different like schools and sessions when I was like supporting other principals and things like that. And they would always see me kind of doing the work that I do. So I don't think that it's like, so I don't know if it's like developed it, um, I think it's just more of an evolution of their relationship mm-hmm. with them now because they're older and can see it. And, you know, I do get some tips and stuff like that from them now because I play more now than I was playing before. So mm-hmm. things Love like that, that are kind of fun. Oh and it's God. kind of, um, me yeah, so it's cool. Like cool. Days. yeah. They, you could not buy, there were no houses mm-hmm. back when I got, it was just the book. Oh, they had like, of course, so, Addie was like, oh, a it was former so slave. much now. You know what I mean? Like that was exactly. It was, it was, that was the tragic. Only black doll. It yeah, was a yeah. real situation, yeah. and I loved it. It's you know, and these dolls, like on average, so expensive. so expensive. I mean, I think I don't know now. It's probably even more, but yeah. I think like one doll could be anywhere between yeah. one hundred and two hundred dollars. Yeah, really right? Pricey. Okay, yeah, these are pricey dolls. I think they these came out with expensive the dolls books mm-hmm. first, and then there were the dolls. I want to say that because I. I don't remember. I don't even know that. Yeah, them having an Addie doll when I got the book. They, yeah, I believe it was a book series first. Got and it. Then, so the book and came so, out like, first. I got the book yeah. because it was a little black girl. And you read the story, and it's yeah. like a slave story, but you love the book mm-hmm. because it's you can relate, so right? But um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I can't even say. So I think like the diversity of them. And look, I'm not even trying to get sued by. <laughs> But I'm not saying that it's super diverse now. We have been out of that for a while, but it's kind of like looking at 
um, if we were to put yes. the presidents of the United States yes. up, that's how diverse they are. Like, okay. it's like, and now I think they're doing better. Like, they even had a gamer. One, they're like, oh, Doll of the Year was okay. a gamer one year. They need to um, do better. Yeah, super Period. cute. So they, they're, they're trying, yeah. I think, to kind of like, but. They need to do better. I mean, like, yeah, it always blows my mind that, like, we so. live in the United States and it's still so white. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different people yeah, here, it's, and it's, it's still so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people um, have the wrong idea about how many like African Americans or Black people or people of color um, are in the U.S. Because a lot of people from the outside mm-hmm. assume, and I don't know why they assume this. They assume that it's half yes. and half, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not. It's not. Yeah, half they and do. Half. I know. <laughs> it's definitely it's not. not. Yeah, I mean, I think that. One one aspect of that is it's by design, right? So we have to, part of just my work is like, we do a lot of just historic, his, you know, historical um, work. Right. We have to like look at the history of, history of education, history of an industry and the history of the United States. And we have to reckon with that fact, right? No, oh, he's just doing things us? with his life. No, sorry, my camera freezes sometimes. So <laughs> oh, I'm, just, okay. I'm just, I was like, wait, what I'm happened? It. Sorry. I love um, it. She's like, oh, are you waving at us? Are you waving at us? Yeah, my camera hangs randomly sometimes. Um, And 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 I do think that people. There's two reasons that I. There are many reasons, but two reasons that stand out a lot for why people from the outside looking in think that there are more. I'm going to say just black people in the United States is because one, everyone wants to take from black culture and black culture and black thought and black imagination and black creativity is like dominates the globe. So you have to you, you. it's like almost unimaginable to think that what are we maybe like 13 to 18% of the population could be, it could only be that many that identify as, but this is like blowing up <laughs> yeah, all over. Maybe so I might have my math wrong. I'm going to Google so that we don't I'm have that wrong. But I'm like, that's, I think people are like, whoa, how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. Right. It has to yeah, be more. Letting you know. And then I think the other I hope you're thing, able to like edit this. I'm going to pause for a minute. I'll try. Yeah, I'll try. I love her. Also, I looked up pickle and peanut, oh, and uh, not what it's a pickle I and a peanut. Uh, like, I that, I, it's pickle and peanut. <laughs> I totally stopped oh, because y'all it, it were dropped, frozen. It dropped. Yeah, so you we're said, back. We're good now. Okay. Damn it, I just said yeah. where okay. she stopped, Matt. Thirteen to eighteen percent of the population. Yes. Like so that. I'm not sure if that is. Let me look. I mean, I feel like we have to Google that number. What percentage of us is? I'm gonna say. That. See, it comes up. Right. Yes, 13.4%. Girl. Look at me with my podcast. Um, so I think it's hard for people to think that such a small influence. percentage yeah. could create because we really do influence, right? And and you know, right? And then the other thing that happens a lot, and this has to do, uh, this is with any marginalized group, that when that number becomes a larger subset in spaces, people start to think that it is um, equal or more than something else. So for example, if you are in, um, if I'll even say like right now, if we were to use um, like Asian men and women in gaming, um, I don't, I don't know that they, I don't know that their percentage would be super large, but because you see a larger subset of um, Asian men, maybe as uh, competitive 
gamers um, on esports teams, people start to be like, oh, they're, well, they're like half of all gamers. Actually, no, they're a mm-hmm. subset that makes up a group, but that doesn't mean that. And people start to then do that. And then they start to build this false narrative. And then they start to say, well, it's actually equal or it's actually good or whatever. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. Actually, if we were to look then at other aspects of gaming for, um, you know, for Asian American or Asian population, like it's not going to be that. Like they're also not right. getting like their due in certain mm-hmm. areas, in certain spaces. And so I think that's the other the other thing that happens is that you start to say, or you, you know, you see the media or you go to a certain area of town and you're like, oh, well, this town is like, you know, predominantly black. So yeah. all of America yes, is predominantly exactly. black. No, it's not like that. Thank you for, no, um, you put that perfectly into words because I, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I used to come up with, well, in South Korea, when people are asking, when Trump won, a lot of people would come up to me and be like, well, how did you guys let this happen? I'm like, what are you <laughs> like um uh, <laughs> hello you know what i'm saying so i was just like that's hilarious you're like there's the is... midwest there's the south like oh, you know no, I'm sorry, and I then also off, but yes yes people think saying. of yeah just people think of major cities they often also think of major cities as the only example of the and United that's States, that's hollywood's that's fault because everything major happens in major yes, cities do you know what i mean it's like it's it's wild exactly new york city San Francisco or LA and then even those are not as diverse right. as people think either but it's just you know they're exactly. more diverse I wanted to say places. like that's not the first time I've had like like somebody's blamed me or like talked to me about like a president I remember when it's Obama crazy. won I lived in Florida and I was working at Starbucks I remember this vividly we just closed and like they had just announced that he had won like the, his first election and I'm like going i'm Mm -hmm. leaving and i'm walking to my car and this white man i have no idea who he is runs up to me he's like oh my god you guys did it like he's super excited (laughs) (laughs) well i'm gonna just i have to go back though to the voting we did do that when we look at the statistics of black women how they voted versus black men versus every other demographic we did do that and sadly, it's when it comes to elections in the United us. States, it yeah. generally is on the backs of black women that the lesser of all the evils. It's is, like this is, narrative where they where they're talking about like um, mm-hmm. black men. This is a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> black men. Right? I know we're getting into all the conversations. We might have to have I'm our ready, own little I'm podcast. Ready, I mean, dang, <laughs> like we over here but, talking like, about all the men, things. Uh, looking to or, you know, when Biden was running. They were they kind of this kind of came up in conversation like mm-hmm. people depending on black women to make that happen right like within the demographic of uh, yeah. people of color and it's it's kind of wild because it goes to mm-hmm. kind of like this toxic place of like black women always having to be strong you know not being able to take a break yeah. and um, exactly. That's why it's mm-hmm. so incredible to have you come on and to be so vulnerable about your journey and what you're doing and what you've worked on. Because while you're strong, mm-hmm. you're still you're still a woman. You still make mistakes. And you've been very open about that. And yeah. I absolutely love that. I'm human. Girl. I'm a hot mess over here. I I'm love a it. beautiful disaster. I love it. <laughs> I, think I think there's a song is. called that. It sounds but, like a, like a Yeah, I'm a beautiful disaster. But um, (laughs) moving on to our last (laughs) question so we can round this up. If you've ever 
like we like I said, we always kind of like to bring it back to mental health because that's one of the main things we focus on. Has there yeah. been a, a form of media, a game, maybe a movie or music that has ever gotten you through like a really tough time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would definitely say that it, the media would be music, right, um, for me. And it's so funny, like yeah. it's almost full circle about why I was so excited to have a record player in my room. And I didn't even realize that, um, <laughs> why I have on this MTV shirt. Like, so, like, it's really weird because, so I'm, I'm going to say a couple of things about that. So MTV, I remember, I think it was 1986 or seven it's either 86 or 89 I'm I'm, tr- I'm I'm inverting the numbers when Whitney Houston came out with um how will I know I believe was her mm. first video for MTV and it was um I remember seeing Whitney Houston on MTV and like losing my shit because it was the first time that like a gangly because she was super slim. gangly yeah, at yeah, that time too you know, she was really slim, these long arms and legs and like just like yes, singing in her little like 80s her? look. And she's, she's a darker skinned girl. And I was like, oh my, who is this? And at that time you had to wait. Like it was a new video, but like I couldn't just rewind it. I had to wait. It would come like what, like, you know, on the yes. like 10 of every hour or something like that when it was a new video that came out. And I was like, I just sat there wanting to see that over and over and over again because they had cast her also as just like the beautiful lead. Mm -hmm. She was just a cute girl, like, you know, singing her song. And so that was really like really pivotal for me to see that imagery. And, you know, I, um, I feel like it was just, it was a, it was a turning point for me in that, one realizing how little of it was there, but how amazing it was these opportunities to see it. And so for me, um, music has just always been kind of the thing that I'll go to. And I'm like the worst person, right? If you live next door to me, you will hate it because if I'm going yes! to something, that oh my God, repeat, same. Like, all the time. Same, <laughs> yes. same song for like so, three hours. <gasps> Sade yes. is one of my, um, one of my, all time. She has this song that's called mm. "It's Only Love That Gets You Through." That is just a brilliant, brilliant song. And it's like, um, girl, you are rich even with nothing is one of the lines. And she just like, it just speaks to my soul in that there are times where um, if lots of things are going on or if I'm feeling down, it kind of like speaks to the fact that even with nothing, I I have everything. Um, And that love, it's only love that gets you through. And it's not the love, I don't see it right. as like this romantic love of like a partner. It's like kind of having that in me. Like, and my motto in life is that I am all love with appropriate doses of rage. I, I tell people that all the time because at the core of it, I am um, with appropriate doses of rage because if things don't get you angry, I think it kind of can mean that you don't have any boundaries right. or you're not firm in those. And like part of being in this industry and why the gamers started is because, yeah, we're like angry about that. We don't think that women should not make like, you know, as much as as men. We don't think that women shouldn't be on teams. We don't think that women should have to go mm-hmm. through all this toxic nonsense, right? That gets me mad. But mm-hmm. all of the things that I do come from this place of love. Um, and so Sade has been one of like, just like I go back to that over and over. Um, and now another thing that is like this funny story. <laughs> I can't believe I'm sharing this. But my daughter knows 
every word to Adele um, 21, I believe she did was 20, 20 was her, she did 19. She, you know, her albums are based on the year that they're her, how old she is when they're released. So the first one was 19, then she did 21. And I think that's the one that really catapulted her. And I think I went and saw her at the Beacon Theater. I was going through a divorce. My daughter knows like every word. And one day she said to me, she's like, mom, why do I know all the songs <laughs> of these Adele? to like this Adele album. I was like, girl, cause I was going through it, honey child. That's all we was listening to. It was, I think it was a breakup album. I'm not sure if it was 21 or that she has a, another one in her twenties, but it was hilarious. And so it was just like one of those things that I just like kept playing because it's just, I find that music can so often, what musicians are able to do is really like yeah. speak to your soul um, and say things in a, in a way that, um, that you just can't express or that I can't that's probably why I'm not a musician. So it's music is the media for me that kind of helps me when I'm, I just have, I don't know, when I'm down, um, I would say, especially when I'm down. Um, it also helps me when I'm up. Like I love Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I'll, yeah. And sometimes I'll just I'll listen, listen to it to midway it through the year <laughs> just because I'm like, I need to get a little, a little like, Nat you know, King Cole. A little joy. Like, I love it. Maybe a little bit joy, you know? I know. Like, oh, yes. R&B Christmas, soul Christmas. Oh my Give God. me all of that. <laughs> Random tangent. Oh my God. When I was dating um, yeah. my ex, uh, James, we're best friends now. We're, we're so good. He's getting married next month. Um mm-hmm. He gave me, I was obsessed with boys to men's version of Let It Snow. And he gave me like, mm. it's so it's good. A good one. <laughs> it's so it's good. a good one. Look, I love Christmas music. It's insane. And I'm yeah, not same. like super religious. Same. Like I don't even go to church for Christmas. Like none of it. But that Christmas music, as soon as it's time to put that on. It like transfers in you it to like to another time. It. Like it's just okay. such a happy place. But love yeah, I, I love it. And Cherish the Day by Sade is like all me. My mom used to listen to her all the time. So oh, good. Such a good but one too. She's you know so what? Good. I'm so happy that yeah. we got to have you on. Like I am like Yes. I'm so happy to be here. This has really helped me. Yeah, this has been a lovely conversation. Yeah, I've been, yeah, like I said, I've been going through all the feels today. Um, This has been, this has been really great. And I think sometimes because I, you know, there's a lot of, it's Women's History Month. There's like all this pressure sometimes to like, you know, oh, be, you know, be this person or moderate this panel. And this felt very much just like, I can have a conversation with you. And that's the way we want it to be. So if that is one of the goals, if that is one of the goals of your show you absolutely you. we are gonna honor you for you know women's month like it's fine we're gonna do that but um (laughs) but i just want to say thank you thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us if you ever have anything that you want to showcase or talk about with the game hers please feel free to make this your home and you could always come back you're so welcome to come back thank you and before we end Mm -hmm. it for anybody so who wants to learn more about GameHers, who wants to know more about you, can you drop your socials yes. for our listeners? Yes, we are T-H-E-G-A-M-E-H-E-R-S in all the places. So the GameHers, all the places, Twitter, 
Instagram, TikTok, Discord, just go find The Gamers, um, uh, as well as on LinkedIn. I am Verda at thegamers.com, and um, I'm at Verda. I mean, literally, if you type Verda and then get to the M of my last name, <laughs> I'm like the only one on the planet. So it's really, sadly, Lovely. it's not very hard Thank to find Thank you me. for that. And guys, we will definitely put all of that information down below, so you can just click on it. And for our male listeners as well, please go support them. Like, we need so much support from all mm-hmm. sides, right? Like, even though this is called the Game Hurts, it's not mm-hmm. just about women. It's about including a positive outlook and kind of building with that outlook and making a better space for yeah. everyone to game and feel comfortable and happy. Because, like, we just want to play games. We just want to have fun. And that's what they were for. Exactly. So, again... It was lovely mm-hmm. having you on. Please tell me you'll come on again because this was amazing. Yes. I will come on again. We'll find another. Um, uh, when it is Mental it is Health in May. Awareness Month in May? Yes. Okay. So Ooh. maybe we can do something together then because oh, we also do some nice. stuff around okay. that as well. we'll so. talk. Oh, my God. I'm Perfect. so yeah. excited. I feel mm-hmm. like I made a new friend. Yeah. Awesome. But that is it from us, guys. Thanks again (laughs) for always sticking with us and supporting us. We love you. And really quick before I go, do not forget to help donate to Guardians Mental Health. They take... Guys, they are absolutely incredible. They take time from their personal, whatever they're doing, their job or whatever, they do not get paid for this to make these kits for people who may need them, whether they're going through depression, anxiety, they're free. The kits are absolutely free, which is why we're doing the fundraiser. Mm. So check us out on our Twitter, check us out on our Facebook, wherever we are, we'll definitely have the link where you can donate. And if you donate, you get a chance to win some amazing prizes, which Matt is going to tell you about right now. Yeah, thank you, Destiny. Anyway, so if you wanted to win some three-month Game Pass Ultimate Codes courtesy of our friends at Xbox Canada or a whole bunch of awesome PlayStation games, including Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition for PS4, Horizon Forbidden West for PS4 and PS5, and Gran Turismo 7 for PS4, please just donate whatever you can, and you will be entered to win one of our fantastic prizes. Because, again, it just takes $10 to make a kit for someone in need. So, again, all those links will be in the description. So please donate if you can, and you might win something cool. The prizes are win-win. for U.S. and Canada only because they're physical and, like, we ain't got mm-hmm. the money to send them along. I got the money. So, um, <laughs> keeping it real. Keeping it but real. This has been Burnout Brighter <laughs> and Verda and Matt. And, guys, we'll catch you in the next episode. Everyone, we hope you have been enjoying Mental Health Power Up as much as we have. These conversations are incredibly important and we very much appreciate your time. But these conversations aren't the only thing that we're doing, Destiny. What is the second part to this? Guys, the second part is pretty baller. So we are going to be asking you guys to donate money and share the information about the podcast, but specifically about Guardians Mental Health. They're this great organization that uses geek culture, the things that we absolutely love, comics, gaming, video games, to kind of help people who are struggling mentally and Mm -hmm. in a therapeutic way. And they put together these kits that they send out and you don't have to pay for these kits. This is one of the most amazing things about what Mm -hmm. this organization is doing. They're sending out these kits, but Obviously, it takes money to print the materials, to get everything put together. And that's why we're raising money for them, because we want to help them 
so that they can help more of you guys. And Matt has got some amazing details about what you can win if we reach certain tiers. That's right. You just need to donate to be entered. There is no amount that is too small or too large. Whatever you're able to do, $10 is what it costs to make these kits. So if you can do that, fantastic. If you could do absolutely anything, we would appreciate it. As we hit different stretch goals, we are going to be giving out different amazing gifts that we have for some amazing uh, people that we're working with. So please hop over to that link. Take a look. If you can donate, please do so. And you might just win something cool for yourself as well. Because again, Every little bit can make a difference in someone's life. So we thank you for taking the time to do so. If you can, if you can't, Destiny, if somebody can't donate, what's else? what else can they do to help? They can just share the information. Share it mm -hmm. to your social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you have like a, a place that you like to interact with people online, share that information. And, and one of the things that I wanted to say, and I know Matt and Darren feel the same way, is we just want to thank you guys. Um, mm -hmm. Because for each one of you that shares or donates, I'm, I'm just going to say it prematurely. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is so mm -hmm. important to us, and it's important to our listeners. And it's one of the main reasons why we even started the podcast. Like, not only was it about gaming, but mental health has definitely been a strong core that uh, we've mm -hmm. always wanted to talk about. So this is our first time doing it. We're super excited. We hope you're excited. And yeah, donate, share the information, win some prizes. But most of all, just do it from the bottom of your heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the prizes are just kind of like icing on top of the cake. Exactly. So please be there for one another. Help us reach other people who might need to hear some of this because we know how much it's helped us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like Destiny said, we'll see you on the next one, everybody. All the links will be in the show notes below. Check it out. Bye. Bye.